We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby Gabe edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. He can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To buy a fight a video game. All right, hello, welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me, as always, is Just Mike. Mike, what's up? Just Mike in the house. Hello, hello. Uh, what's crazy, man, is you and I have all this energy, but guess where we are? We're live at a table right now. We are live at a table in sunny Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the 5 tray. Well, that was coming, but okay. you just spoiled it. Oh, we're fuck. We're right. saying hey from the 5 tray. Ooh, oh, oh, I love it. Yes, yeah, so we're hanging out right now live at a booth. We actually have a booth uh, again at Fan Expo in New Orleans. What I'm going to do Not is take New Orleans, a- Portland. <laughs> That's how many times have I done that now? Get this your is- head out of New Orleans. <laughs> That's the second time I've done that. So we got people walking by. I don't know. I mean, Mike, what do you think about this trip? How should we go about it? How should we? Yeah, well, it's uh, the beginning of day one. We've got a couple days ahead of us. Uh, we're feeling, feeling very calm and clear and... Uh, Hopefully we're going to do a couple of segments of Uncle Dad Listens. Yep, yep. Um, hopefully we're going to talk to some some interesting people, celebrities and artists maybe. Yeah. And um, maybe we'll kiss and tell. Ooh, maybe we'll Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> do you remember that song? Yes, I do. do here you go, ready? Everybody have fun tonight. Hold on. Everybody, Everybody Wang Chung tonight. tonight. You know what's crazy, man? Yeah. Is if you listen to that song on the on the Spotify, they don't play that version anymore. Well, they I just, didn't know there was another version. Yeah, so all they say is, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. It, why? is Did Wang Chung get canceled? I think so. Isn't that crazy? What does that mean? Wang Chung. I thought Wang Chung was fucking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did you think it was? I thought it was like, Karate. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you thought that. I'm glad you thought yeah. that. But yeah, right now we are in lovely uh, the author alley uh, at booth 365. Uh, yes, 365. Uh, Fat Expo uh, Convention Center in uh, Portland. Honestly, I'm very excited about this experience. Every time we get to do these shows, it's, just, it's always a good time. And a shout out to Jerry, of course, for always allowing us to have a booth and kind of just allowing us to be connected. Now, from where I'm standing, sitting, I can see... Mr. Red Dead himself, Arthur Morgan. Roger Clark has just appeared at his booth. You will definitely have to try to talk to him. Mike, you are familiar with that game, yes? I am familiar. Which, is, I, which is shocking. I am familiar with it, and I see that he wants to put up his personal banner over the banner that oh, and we got people. We got people coming up right now. Him. Hi. How are you guys? Hello. Awesome. Do you guys like podcasts? Yeah, we're actually recording right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. So we do a segment called Uncle Dad Listens, where we just talk to people. Do you want to just be on real quick? Mike, you want to? Okay. I'm going to hand you this mic. All right. Thank you. What is your name? I'm Tark. Tark? Tar? Yeah, Tarik. Oh, Tarik. A beautiful name. Love it. Uh, are you from Portland? Uh, no, I'm from Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. We're from California. Okay, awesome. So, awesome. Uh, why are you here? Who do you want to see? Tell me about that. So I really wanted to see Michael J. Fox. But it costs $298 to take a picture with him. I'm not that much of a fanboy. And I'm not going to wait in that long-ass line just to see him. Is that, long cra- is that line crazy? It's crazy long, bro. 
it's it's like impeding people's like stand so much where it's just like you think people are here to look at your stuff and it's like no i'm here to see michael j fox wow okay now is there anybody else you got in, in the secondary in mind or no uh it was going to be doc but i'm pretty sure it's going to be just as <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure sure so, so so what's the third what's the third one I, I, um i might i might just have to go with trailer park boys honestly okay so we've actually had them on the show before for real and they are lovely gentlemen uh when you speak to them if they're in character get ready because this guy he'll tell you it's crazy <laughs> if they're in character it's intimidating That's good. but in a great way in a great way uh, so before you uh, hop off here, is there? Do you do like anything music, art, anything you want to promote? Um, anything? not that I'm promoting right now. Okay. But I will promote that everyone find something that they love to do with their lives and do it to the fullest. You know. I love I'll, that, man. I'll spread that. I love that. Thank you so much. We appreciate mm -hmm. you hopping on. All right, man. Thank you. Hey guys, have a good one. You too. Thank you. You as well. And if you yeah. want, take one of those bit buttons or pin, uh, pins there, or those stickers, whatever. Uh, that'll take you to the podcast. This episode will be up next week. And uh, you'll be on it, my friend. Awesome. Yeah. 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 You sounded great, by the way. You sounded great. I think you, you need good, your own podcast. You have a voice for radio. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Seriously. Awesome. Thank you guys so Here's much. Up. Take care. Uncle Dad, listen, just happened. Uh, yeah, Uncle Dad. Organically. Okay. Just there it is. So, Mike, let's talk about that real fast. Uncle Dad listens. That segment, and again, I'll say this, you know, a hundred times, was brought to us by LSU Dad. That's right. LSU Dad, wherever you are, I want you to reach out to me. Email me, please. Uncle Dad at Uncle Dad Talks. I want you back on because I want to, I want to know what he had to say when he left. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because he came back. He did come back, and we were busy. And I think we said this on the last episode. We talked about it. We'll say it again. LSU dad, who also had the Pirates, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates jersey. Yes, for some reason. If you're listening, email Uncle Dad. We wanted, we wanted to hear, you came back, we want to hear what you had to say. Absolutely. I, I love Uncle Dad Listens because it's a great spot to do that. And I love that Pos positivity comes out of that a lot. And I think what was great, like, you know, Tyreek said, Tyreek said, you know, if you was passionate about something, get out there and do it. And yeah. I love that. And that hits our message very much. Find what you love and do that. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, take a break, uh, kind of talk about some more things off mic, and we'll figure things out. Uh, hopefully, we can talk to Roger Clark. Uh, also, Nolan North is here. So if you're familiar with Drake's Uncharted, which is one of the best video games ever made, uh, Nolan North is here. He's the voice of Drake. Uh, we have uh, other, animated, uh, other animated voice actors here. You got the trailer park boys again i don't know if mike is going to talk to them because he's probably too scared well i think i blew it <laughs> i think they're going to see me coming and be like no <laughs> jerry say can you talk to uncle dad talks and then they'll look and see me and they'll go no yeah and then no. uh who is it ricky ricky right ricky no yeah ricky right he's going to be like where's my smoke man oh we didn't get the smoke <laughs> well he should be able to find it here no problem yeah no problem indeed yeah. uh yeah there's great people here we'll be back and uh, we'll be back after this break all right, Uncle Dad and Mike here. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. I am very excited about this, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm actually very nervous right now. Uh, I'm a big fan of these video games. Uh, oh, my gosh. The man behind it, the, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the icon, Nolan North. The, how are you? Well, I, that's a hell of an introduction, so I'm, I'm, I mean, very appreciative. Thank you, Uncle Dad. Don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's hard and to I mean, be. Just Mike doesn't look nervous. Mike never looks nervous. No, he doesn't. He's well, chill. it depends on the it depends on the situation. But most times, I, I look like I'm just glazed over. <laughs> glazed is good. Glazed is good. I like glazed I like the way good. you think. Yes. For people hey. and donuts. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I want to just really talk to you really fast. Uh, first thing is, those games became such a 
you know, social phenomenon. You know, they're, they're just, they're everywhere. I mean, they still, to me, are some of the greatest games PlayStation has ever put out, in my opinion. And one of those reasons is because of your character. And so my, my question to you is, you know, the movie that came out recently, you're in it. You know, for those, spoiler alert, for those who don't know, what was your thoughts of seeing the game translated from the video game to the movie? I thought it was great. You know, I think the, uh, the, the idea that if you, if you, it, it's hard in a film to, uh, you know, do a one-to-one -one adaptation of the game. Um, now, that said, I think Last of Us is doing it very well in a series form for HBO. But when you're doing a, a movie, you know, to, to take your, your characters, your heroes, and then just to repeat a game that you experience so deeply. Um, I mean, because let's face it, you're Nathan Drake if you're playing, not me. Exactly. You know, yeah. just Mike is playing. He's, 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 uh, he's Nathan Drake at that point. And then to sit there in a dark cinema for two hours and watch it, it's like, oh, I've already done this. I, you know, I, I did this, and now it's, it's, there's a disconnect. So to take it, get Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, where was Drake in his 20s? It leaves them open to so many new um, adventures and new things to do. So, and it brings in new fans who may not know about the game. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. You yeah. know, it's more Uncharted for everyone. Absolutely. So I'm a big gamer, but this guy is not. But he he heard of he understood what Uncharted was because of the movies. So kind of to your point, like it's exciting that you can just introduce it to so many audiences, right? Sure. And uh, so you know, I, I, what I am curious too, it's like, do you play the games and can you finish them all no problem? No, I'm. Uh, that's the thing. I'm I'm not a gamer as much as that because I because I I suck at it. Uh, and oh, when I, when so we can hang out together. And, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we, yeah. We'll, we'll go outside and, and breathe air rather than <laughs> sit right, in front of the right, TV. That's right, yeah. No, you know, the funny thing is people ask me that all the time, but yeah, I make the game so much, and I work in a tiny little booth a lot or inside a studio somewhere in a, in a mocap suit. When I have a day off, I don't want to be playing the games. I want to go outside and do something, you know. Uh, but... Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm terrible at it. When I was a kid, it was a button and a joystick, and it was like Pong or something simple. And you got to be like a, an engineer to run this thing. Like I'll be, I played a few times with my kids, and like I hit L2. I'm like, where's that? You're dead. I, well, oh, it, it just doesn't translate. So I get frustrated and pissed, and, and then I'm like, you know what? Ended up just I ended up drinking alone in a dark room. <laughs> hey, you know. Another way we can hang out. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's how it works. So no, I think it's um, yeah, it's 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 been great. And you know, I it, I, I I wish I was better at the uh, at playing, but uh, I'll just have to be satisfied just making these games for everybody else. I, I love that. Thank you so much, Nolan. We really appreciate your time, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you so no much. No problem. Uncle Dad and Mike here. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. Wow, we got another good one. I'm very excited to speak to this person, the voice of the most, one of the most badass characters in video games, period, uh, of Red Dead Redemption 2, Arthur Morgan. Give it up to the man, Roger Clark. Roger, how are you? Well, hey there, cowpoke. You know, it wasn't just the voice. You know, we do performance capture on video games now, you know? So we do everything. Well, it's Everybody a... still calls it voice acting. It's not voice acting anymore. So just acting? Yeah, well, you know, like Avatar 2, same thing. That's a good point. Avatar yeah. 2, yeah, for sure. Nobody calls them all voice actors. They don't. You're right. Good, Very good point. Yeah. So, Roger, let me ask you this. When you when you initially got this role, how much did you take from Clint Eastwood? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Clint Eastwood, you know, the man with no name, is he's a pretty stoic guy. He doesn't say much. So I actually took a bit more out of John Wayne's book. Because, he, you know, he's got a bit more dialogue. He says some more stuff. 
but one of my biggest influences, I don't know if is a Japanese fella, who he actually was in a lot of films that was based on the, the Fist Falls trilogy. Uh, Toshiro Mifune, okay. who was this great Japanese actor. I loved him. He was a samurai, which is you know, a lot like a, an outlaw in the Wild West in many ways, or these wandering ronin going around feudal Japan. And I loved it. He did, uh, he did San, San, Yojimbo and Sanjuro. Okay, I know Sanjuro. And those were, that was Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more. That's what those two movies were based on. So there's a bit of a Western connection there. So yeah, he was a big influence. I love that. I love that. Diversity. And so is Clint, but John, John Wayne a little bit more. So. I got it. You kind of look like John Wayne. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank <laughs> I like that. I like that. Mike, I know you got something yeah. you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I'm wearing uh, the red jacket here because we're in Portland and it's the Rose City and yeah. the team wears red here. But I'm originally from New Orleans, and when I'm there, I wear a gold and black jacket. Okay. And a big part of, of the game takes place in New Orleans. Have you been to New Orleans? And have you have you ever been to New Orleans? I've never been. Oh. I really want to go. You've never been to New Orleans? No, oh. I've never been. But yeah, you're right. They did a lot of research on, on, on New Orleans, because that eventually became Saint-Denis. Yes. And it was in the video, when we were making the game, it was originally called New Bordeaux. But then Mafia 3 came That's out. That's right. That's right. And I don't know whether it was Take 2. I don't know how, but they their town, it was called New Bordeaux. So we had to change it to Saint-Denis. But they're technically the same company. I know, right? That's crazy. So it may, someone was whispering something. Somebody said something that they shouldn't have, I think. Dirty whispers. It sounds like collusion in some sorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like now, let me ask this really fast before we wrap up. Just in the world of gaming, you know, this is such a... I really believe this is such an iconic character. Is there any game characters that you really like just connect with at all, or are you not really a big gamer? Oh no, I'm a big, big gamer. I've been a gamer all my life. I remember when I graduated college, I had a bit of a hiatus, but no, I I was a huge fan of all the Final Fantasies, you know, Resident Evils. I love Uncharted. You know, Naughty Dog or, or On It. Bethesda, one of my favorite studios. I, I'm a massive, massive gamer. So, and of course, I loved the first Red Dead too. I remember just by pure chance I just happened to finish playing it and then about a month later was my first audition for Arthur That's insane. and I didn't know what I was auditioning for because they don't tell you right but you know after a while they tell you to keep wearing cowboy boots and put on a, a western accent and when you know it's Rockstar Games you start to put two and two together so I was like oh my gosh where's John Marston and I finally and then I finally met Rob Weedoff and closest to friends now but really it was amazing that's working amazing. with him he was awesome that's so yeah. that's so amazing thank roger thank you so much for your time My i pleasure, really appreciate man. it seriously it's great to be here in portland Th fan expo is awesome yeah absolutely thank you so much appreciate it take care all right everybody uncle dad and mike back here uh mike say hello hi uh, I'm very excited about this guest. Uh, he's another one of our neighbors. Uh, what I really, really like is his energy. I love his gumption. I love his hair. And <laughs> he talks about great things. Let's give it up for S.A. Bradley. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on here, Uncle Mike. Or, uh, <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Mike. We just got it wrong, no, I right? Love it. I love it. Keep Uncle going, Dad man. and Just Mike. Uncle Dad and Just Mike. <laughs> he has an Uncle Mike. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, essay, uh, 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 Scott, or yeah, Scott's fine. The, okay. the only reason I say essay is, there, believe it or not, there was another Scott Bradley who wrote uh, a book called The Horror Book of Lists. Oh, really? Yeah, and we're friends on Facebook, weirdly enough. Where oh, we wow. call each other the doppelgangers at this point. But nice. uh, once we get past that thing of legal, then I just become Scott again. Got okay. it. Now, yeah. who has the better hair? 
I have the better hair. <laughs> I, I have the better persona too. Oh, look it's, at that! It's that. Uh, well, it's like this, you know. People who are watching can't tell, but I'm wearing a, a battle vest, which is basically a leather jacket, a leather yeah. vest that's just covered in buttons, and that's my armor. You know, yeah. Scott Bradley, he's a little tender. You know, he's a little <laughs> sensitive, but SA doesn't give a shit what you say. I love it. Man. Oh, by the way, can I swear? You I just swear made a mistake. All, you, all okay. you want. All Sorry you about that. No, Didn't think about it first. We yeah. like. Yeah, we like swear. Yeah, we, love, <laughs> we, we like, like it. So we love. We are compelled by swelling, <laughs> yeah. swearing. Uh, so let's talk about kind of uh, who you are and uh, what you do. Uh, you know, I know you do. Uh, you're an author and then you're a podcaster. So let's talk about those things. Sure. Uh, I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm also a lecturer. Uh, and uh, I spend most of my time talking about horror movies and how horror doesn't deserve your shame. Uh, I love all sorts of films. I went to film school for a little bit until I ran out of money uh, because it's real expensive to do that. I just came out of there with a really nice bad screenplay, but it's really well formatted. Uh, but uh, I love all kinds of cinema, but horror, uh, my heart goes to that. I think it's partially because it's the uh, redheaded stepchild. I think it's uh, forbidden fruit that people sometimes walk away from. I consider it the punk rock of cinema. It's the heavy metal or punk rock of cinema, depending upon which side of that you want to be in. But I go more on the punk rock side because it's more DIY, right? People, uh, you can make a horror movie in the backyard. You might not be able to make Star Wars in your backyard. If you have enough software, you can. But uh, horror movies are, there's a very thin line between the people who are making them and the people who are watching them. And it's almost like uh, at a punk show where the stage is only two feet off the ground and anybody can get up at any moment and just grab the microphone and start singing. And I like that kind of looseness. And I think that there's a, uh, a camaraderie that comes from that that is just like the music scene that you find in the horror bit. So I have a podcast that I've done since 2016 called Hellbent for Horror. And I talk about all things horror. Uh, it could be books, it can be uh, movies, it can be music. I talked about murder ballads quite a few times. I talked about the satanic panic, which I lived through back in Philadelphia, which is really, really fun. Uh, and um, I talk about uh, some things that are just happening, current events. I'll take like three or four movies, uh, put them together by a theme, and maybe you'll get what the theme is, and maybe not, because I may not say exactly what it is. I did one. Uh, that was about fascism, <laughs> but I never used the word fascism. I just did things like show Polanski's The Tenant and how he had to change his ways just to keep a damn roof over his head. And, you know, movies that are in that thing, uh, the... Uh, there was a tickling documentary called Tickled. I've seen that. And so, I've seen that. It's yeah. so, so good. Isn't that, that great? No. You need to watch it. It's, yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying because you're caught up in all sorts of authoritarianism in that. Yeah. You know, you've got the, uh, the idea you can't yuck somebody's yum. So, you know, I added movies like uh, there's a documentary called Tickled. And so it's about this uh, guy who essentially commits suicide be, because he's slammed and, and blackmailed because he was in tickling videos. So it talks about the, the stigma of kink, but it also shows how people can hide behind the hierarchy of kink because uh, you can't yuck somebody's yum. So we know that, and predators will hide behind that. So somebody who's pretending to be in the system and be in the kink world uh, is actually using that as a shield so no one can find them. And they're even there with us. So those things I put together in another movie, which I'm blanking on. But I did that, and I was talking about fascism, how it's so, it's not just a government thing. Yeah. You know, it can happen anywhere. But it's also a government thing. So it was something that I just wanted to talk about. And uh, I talk about 
whatever. I've talked about people being eaten by bacteria. And uh, I have a show that I did about uh, the pandemic in 1918, long before wow. COVID happened. And I have people write me every so often going, dude, you were on to something. I was like, I don't know what I was on, but uh, I think I was talking about World War One at the time. <laughs> I think that was the thing that was a little bit more important to me. Yeah, so what's interesting about uh, what your podcast and those, those subject matters, it actually makes me want to play a quick game with you, Okay, if you don't mind. I, I think you know Shall what I'm talking we about. play a game? It's a really fast. So first off, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, and before we play this game, where can our audience listen to your podcast and connect with you? Oh, that'll be on anywhere that you get your podcast. So it's on Spotify. It's as well on Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, so if you do a search for Hellbent for Horror, you can find it. Go to hellbentforhorror.com and you can find where my book is, which is called Screaming for Pleasure, How Horror Makes You Happy and Healthy. Uh, you can find other books that are being done there. Uh, you can also find out where I'm going to be doing lectures because I do some lectures about horror. Uh, one called Monsters and Metaphors and another one that is called My Horror Manifest so hard does not deserve your shame i love it i love it so uh everybody please go check him out uh, i do want to work with him again later in the future but before we get to that point i have a fun little game that i've been trying to play around with uh a huge shout out to one of my favorite podcasts called tell him steve dave uh, they have a game called the truth commish have you ever heard of that no so oh the idea is that you my friend you uh -huh. are the truth commissioner I'm you the are, truth commissioner. You okay. are going to be responsible. We are all fucked. <laughs> to basically revealing the answers for specific things. So you have two choices, okay? Okay. Choice number one. Do you reveal the truth about the moon landing? And here's the thing. The truth could be that it was 100% real or 100% fake. Right? Okay. But you don't know until you get the envelope and you open it. Okay. Or the, the second choice, the dossier, if you will, is the truth about how COVID came to be. Now that can be the craziest thing ever. It can uh -huh. be completely what we think it is, right? Like, you know, from <laughs> the animal or whatever, or maybe it's something more nefarious. Maybe the US government has something to do with it. Maybe the Chinese <laughs> government. But you don't know until you open those folders and you have to pick one before you can know. Okay. So what is your thoughts and what is your choice? Oh, well, I would immediately go with the moon landing because I'm almost positive that I know the answer. I'm pretty positive about cold, but you never know, yeah, right? Yeah. And the idea uh, that I would uh, be giving some other folks some satisfaction would yeah. really drive me a little bit crazy. Uh, I think one of the things is that the moon landing is just one of those bits that's what is the truth of the nefariousness? What's the big deal yeah. of it, right? right. You know, what has it changed in the world? How has it uh, really deceived us as opposed to something like COVID, right? right, right. COVID could be, uh, it's a disease, right? right. And the, the fact of the matter is, if we're really honest, every government and every person in power has used disease all through the generations mm -hmm. as a way to control. So they happenstance, they don't cause it, they just happen to use it. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between, uh, uh, is it a conspiracy or are people actually using it to uh, manipulate people? I mean, we don't have the Catholic Church if it's not for the Black Plague. Black Plague True. gives us the Catholic Church going all out, right? Yeah. That's where all the people, the only people who are writing at that time were priests. Yep. So everybody started becoming priests. It was the only place you could go. Now, COVID might have been something that was done, but I think it's more like taking advantage of uh, finding a dollar on the ground more than it is counterfeiting a dollar. Mm. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, first off, have you ever gone to the DMV? 
If yeah. you've gone to the DMV, you know that there's not a lot of organization. And you know how much organization you need in a conspiracy? How much? Oh, I would say quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know? Have you ever tried to keep a secret from a friend? Have you ever tried to keep a, a side <laughs> yeah, a yeah. side hustle from somebody? Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, unless you don't have, if, you, if everybody in government was sterile, had no girlfriends, and they all were paid the same amount, then you could have a conspiracy. But other than that, there is always the human idea that someone's going to tell on you because you're an asshole. <laughs> right? I love that. Wow. What a great response. What do you think, Mike? That's the best answer that we've got from that <laughs> ever. Yeah. What, what, uh, just really quickly, what would you choose, Mike? <clears throat> well, that is a tough one. And I've always had my thoughts about the moon, the moon landing, whether it being real or not. <clears throat> but I would say COVID. I just, I just feel like as much calamity that would cause, you know, if we found out that it was some sort of government created thing for population control or whatever uh things would go wild like the the repercussions would be would be intense we would hope right we would hope i think think that's the thing yeah Uh, what i worry about is there's been things that should have torn everything down and people were kind of apathetic about they're like it's better to not know let me give uh, i don't know how much time i've got but i have an example about why i was in a cult as a kid my parents were in a a religious cult that said the world was going to end in 1975 and I'll tell you how people responded about that. That's, yeah, you know? yeah. But it looks like we've got. Uh, I think he's just listening. To me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so I was in a cult in 1975. Uh, I was eight years old at the time. We were told that the government was going to take all our rights away, all this stuff, and the world was coming to an end. There were only 144,000 people who were going to survive, and all this weird shit. And I had to live with that as a kid, and I believed in demons and all that because they were allegedly all around me. 1976 happens, the motherfucking bicentennial. The world does not end, right? You would think that everybody would leave that religion. It is still going now. Wow. Because it is easier to believe the lie and perpetrate the lie than to say you were wrong, your parents were wrong, your grandparents are wrong, your established career is wrong, all the stuff that's in the infrastructure that you have paid into is wrong. It is easier to just fucking believe. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if I think COVID, you would hear about it. The New York Times would put something up and they'd say fake news. And then there'd be all sorts of things in the inquirer of, I had a COVID baby and it was put in by the government. <laughs> right, right, right. But the people who are still going to deny one wow. way or the other. I love it, though. I love that you would go in that direction because you had a watchman cover up here. Mm-hmm. And I think the yeah. answer to this question is, are you Rorschach? If oh, you're Rorschach, yeah. you do it. Yes, right. see true. what happens. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. <laughs> you, uh, wow. <laughs> my, my ears are tingling. It was incredible. <laughs> Some of the best answers we've ever had on yeah, the show. For real. Yeah. Thank you so much. Scott. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we're definitely connect with you again in the future. Really. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you. Everybody. Listen. Do I have plans for what? Another, another more comics? No, it was hard work. It was very <laughs> difficult. It gave me a huge respect for what is written like a graphic novel. Because it, the designers, the artists, I think writing the story is the easiest bit. How you spread it literally across pages, how you, how you move the, the reader's eyes to the next picture, uh, was a revelation to me, but not one I want to repeat. Okay.
Hey, uh, Uncle Dad here with Uncle Dad Socks. This is this card that I own. It's 1977 Topps Eric card. What's the story behind that? How did that error happen? Well, uh, for those who, who have never seen this card, it, um, it was a legitimate picture taken of C-3PO in the oil bath, which was one of the most curious pieces of uh, filming I've ever done, because I was actually uh, semi-submerged in um, vegetable oil. And what happened, Tops, uh, who make these cards, um, they had fired somebody, they let him go, and he, this is the story I've learned, and he, in, in kind of funny vengeance, uh, repainted the card, because what had happened was the leg, one of the legs, had, the, the sticky tape had given out in the oil, and so this leg had dropped, and the kind of pan section had made this shape, which he then extended to make it look as if 3PO was you know, naturally excited <laughs> with Luke Skywalker or indeed with R2-D2. I mean, those rumors are utterly untrue. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a neat trick, and it took me a while to work out, but he had painted in an extension. <laughs> I actually don't like it. I think it's rude and unpleasant to a great friend of mine. And you know, it's like somebody insulting your mother, you don't like it. Yeah. So I'm sorry to be a prude, but um, I have never signed one. If you see a signed one, it's a forgery, like many uh, things you can buy out of forgeries. And one of the great things about coming to Fan Expo is you can actually get a real signature uh, from my hand, you know, um, and know that it's real, rather than buying something on eBay where the odds are. Anyway, so sorry, um, I can smile, but no. <laughs> right here. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here doing a solo interview with Derek M. Cook. Derek, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you? You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty well. It's been a very long weekend, right? The long, fun weekends as they as they are here at the con. Uh, how has the con been treating you? And what are you doing here? So this is my first time tabling as an author at the con. I've done conventions over the years several times. I'm a podcaster and done panels and live podcasts and things like that. Uh, but this year, I'm primarily as an author, and it has been a long three days. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect coming into it. I'm, I'm exhausted. My feet are tired. My back is sore. I'm old and broken, but I'm still having a great time. Hey, you know, just because, uh, you know, we, we, you know, as we get older, it makes things a little bit harder, right? Just to yeah. stand there and whatnot. Uh, but you're here promoting something very special. I've overheard you talk about it. And let's talk about what that special thing is. So uh, I have released a new book this weekend, in fact. It is the first book of a superhero series, saga, whatever you want to call it. It's called On the Back Burner. It is book one of a series uh, I'm calling Solemn Judgment, which is part of the six-week rotation superhero universe. Uh, it's a projected 10-book run with some live play role-playing game sessions coming up, as well as an audio drama. Lots of stuff we're doing with this six-week rotation superhero thing. And this is book one. People seem to dig it. I, I hope. <laughs> you know, it's always like when, it, when it's the first one to come out, it's right. always like, it's nerve-wracking, right? It's like, right. what's what's everybody going to say about it? Um, but, you know, I, you seem to have a good response. Uh, I think your energy is very wonderful. You're very, you're very just joyous when people come by, so I respect that. It's hard. It's a hard thing to find in, in some people, so I love that about you, man. And so when we talk about the book, you know, we talked about the, well, podcasting, too. So let's talk about your podcast, because I was blown away how many episodes you did, because that's one thing I hope to achieve one day. It's uh, Monster Kid Radio, and we just, I don't know when this is going out, but as of this recording, uh, episode 608 just dropped. Uh, it's a podcast about, I'm put on my podcaster voice, <clears throat> <Okay, that's cool. laughs> 
the classic and sometimes the not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear, Monster Kid Radio. Uh, I'm the writer, creator, and producer of the show, and we've been going for about eight and a half years now. And uh, it's it's a passion of mine. I love podcasting. I've been podcasting for over a decade, and this show in particular has been the most fulfilling when it comes to talking about well anything on the microphone, um, short of this experience, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, but no, Monster Kid Radio. It's just it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy the classic monster movies, and well, even in the tagline, the not so classic. You know, the cheesy stuff. The people that sometimes say it's so bad it's good or whatever. I don't believe in that. They make me happy. I enjoy them. They're not so bad. They're good. They're good. I love them. I even love the the weird ones like Manos the Hands of Fate. I love that stuff. And to be able to talk about them on my podcast with people who enjoy them just as much, if not more so than me, just it's a treat. Yeah, you know, it's it's great when whenever we're passionate about stuff like, especially like those kind of movies, right? Like horror or monster movies, whatever, good or bad. When you're passionate about that, man, it just, it's, you're 100% in it, right? You're always in it. Uh, so I'm curious, So are you familiar with a horror host by the name of Mr. Lobo? Mr. who? Mr. Lobo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm friends with Mr. Lobo. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So he, uh, my co-host is good friends with him, too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, so one of his, his like things is like there's no such thing as bad movies, just you know misunderstood, misunderstood. right? Right, right. Yep. So what do you? I mean, you must live by that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the the way I kind of look at it is that if the movie bores me, that's when the movie fails. That's when the movie is, I guess, bad. But if I'm getting something out of it, even if it's just a chuckle or two because I can't believe something this low budget made it to the screen, it's still entertaining to me, and I still love it. And you know sometimes. A little bit of context help, but sometimes you just want to laugh, and these movies give me all of that. Yeah, you know, and I think too, like we talk. I'm so glad you said that. Sometimes you just want to laugh, and like, yeah, as long as you're having fun with it, right? Like yeah. that's the thing. You need to have fun with the movie, you know. But if it's, you know, just because, like, like I love the Sleepaway Camp series, right? I love all of them, even the other ones, right? And a lot of people don't, but it's like they're fun. Like they don't need to be so serious. You know, they can't be as groundbreaking as the first one, right? Like just have fun with it, you know? Uh, so I am curious, what is, what is your top two monster movies? My top two. Wow. Okay. So top one is hands down. I talk about it all the time. Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's, that's my favorite film. You were wearing a t-shirt for it on yeah. Friday or a creature shirt. Like that. Yeah, yeah. This guy gets it. Yeah, sure. uh, creature from the Black Lagoon is my favorite film of all time. Hands down. No doubt. Second favorite, top two. Wow, I the, the, the number two spot changes a lot. Uh, nothing will ever unseat Creature just because I love it so much. Right now, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it's, it's usually outside of the genre, well, era that I normally cover. It's from the 80s. I love the Monster Squad. The Monster Squad, I love it. Yes, it's from the 80s. Yes, there are some things that maybe didn't age as well as they probably could have. But... That Dracula in that, I was talking to somebody about at the con. That's one of the most effective screen Draculas you'll ever see. Duncan Regeer as Dracula in the Monster Squad is fantastic. I love the film. Uh, the music is fantastic. It's all practical for the most part. It's just wonderful. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm so glad you said that because I feel like Monster Squad gets like a... It's definitely changed now. Everybody loves it or hates it now, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, before we wrap up, I, I, you know, talking about classic movies like that, what is your thoughts on Abbott and Costello? Oh, I love them. Yeah. Evan Costello Meet Frankenstein was my first monster movie. Really? I knew the monster stories because I had read about them in books as a kid. Yeah. But I didn't get to see any of these monster movies. And I'm Generation X. You know, I grew up in the 80s and all that. So I had to rely on videotapes and, you know, Betamax and, and whatever happened to be on TV at the time. 
Uh, and there was an afternoon I was at my best friend's house, Bobby Cisneros, and he and his dad were watching a movie and asked if I wanted to join them, and it was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And it just blew my mind. I loved it. And it, it confirmed for me that I loved these things that I thought I already did because I had read about them in books. But this one just, it was the one for me, and that, that changed everything. And it still holds up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Abbott and Costello, most Abbott and Costello, I feel like, holds up anyway. Yeah. Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein is perfect in that it's funny. It's scary in spots. The dialogue is witty. The performances are great. You got Bela Lugosi as Dracula again. He only played Dracula three times on screen. So to have him in that uh, in that position is oh so good. The only thing he was missing is Boris Karloff. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all it needed. I mean, you had Vincent Price at the end for a second with his voice. You know, it had everything. It was so good. I, I appreciate that you appreciate that, really. Uh, so, Derek, before we wrap up, where can our audience connect with you and learn more about your book, your podcast, everything? So the podcast is pretty easy to find. It's monsterkidradio.net. Uh, I'm on all the podcast platforms. I'm on all the social medias. We're on Reddit, Discord. Shoot, we even have a Patreon. So we're, we're everywhere. You can just look at Monster Kid Radio. For the writing, I'm going to give you two websites. One is Monster Kid Writer, because I'm a monster kid and I'm a writer. So monsterkidwriter.com will take you to all of my writing stuff. Uh, and then for the superhero novel, we have a separate website, sixweekrotation.com, and it's the number six weekrotation.com. You can go there, sign up for the email list so that you're notified when new books are coming. Uh, one thing that we're doing right now is if you sign up for the email list, we are going to pull names from that for future teeny tiny side characters and future novels. I just can't guarantee you're going to make it to the end of the book. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and do you have any social medias at all? Yeah, I'm all over Facebook and Twitter and all that. You can Monster Kid Writer has its own Facebook page, where you can look me up as well on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is actually it's pronounced Cook, but my name is spelled different. So if you're looking me up on Facebook, my last name is spelled K O C H. So good luck with that. You're right. Good correction. Good correction. Well, thank you so much, Derek. Really, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'm gonna listen. Uh, your show sounds fun, and if I heard correctly, your your, your podcast is uh, family friendly. Yeah, it's something I'm really uh, passionate about because I, I want to have the widest audience possible. And while I'm not a prude in real life, whatever, I, I do respect that some people do not appreciate that kind of approach or language or whatever. And I don't want to limit the audience. I want everybody in on the fun. So that's one thing that we do try to do with Monster Kid Radio. Let's keep it keep it light and fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Derek. Seriously. Absolute pleasure. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your con. Yeah, you too as well. Now, you are, are you, you're here or no? Are you in Portland? Uh, Pacific Northwest, Vancouver. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we're going back to California, so we we'll both have safe travels. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, that was fun. A couple of fun interviews we've had so far, uh, or at least I've had. I mean, you were there for one, I guess. I was there for one. I, someone had to work the table. <laughs> yeah. someone, someone had to work both ways around, I guess, right? That's right. Uh, all right, so we're walking the walking the Sunday floor, real light Sunday, you know. Uh, but I guess it makes sense, you know. It's it's the Lord's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna go uh, see some friends, see what we can get into. Uh, what do you see that's been catching your eye right now? Uh, what you, is there anything catching your eye? There's a few things that catch my eye. <laughs> well, what, catches your, what catches your eye? Uh, honestly, we're about to walk up to it. Uh, there's a little pit boy up here that I really want. Pit Boy? Do you know what Pit Boy is? I know Pit. <laughs> the comic Pit. Ooh, good pull. Yeah. No Pit Boy from Fallout. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the fuck that is. Do I look like I know that? <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, great toys over there. Cool. Uh, have you ever done any model kits in your life? Um, when I was a kid, yeah, I did a couple. I did a Dukes of Hazard car. Really? Yeah. Did it have the flag? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> you know what that means? 
you're a that you're a fun guy. I'm a, I'm a rebel. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so we keep walking, passing some more boots. This this tea this tea company here is always around. Shark robot. Uh, same thing with tea turtle. Uh, yeah, life size goblin over here. Look at that goblin. Uh, would you ever, would you ever say that you look like a goblin when you wake up? I look like a goblin right now. <laughs> I think you sound like a goblin. They're gonna put me on the thing and sell me as a goblin. <laughs> I wake up, I feel like I'm a goblin. <laughs> so every day you're just a goblin life, huh? Uh, all right, so we got some really cool stuff here. We got some uh, hand etched, or not hand etched, but what are they called? Laser etched yes. wood. Laser etched wood, which is becoming like a common thing now. I feel right, like you can kind of because you can buy like a your own laser etcher, right? Yeah, yeah, you can do it in plastic and wood, and metals, and oh, that's it. All right. Well, we're coming around the corner. We're seeing our friends. Yeah, yeah friends. There they are. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back in one second. Uncle Dad here with uh, Larry, correct? Larry, yeah. Larry, and you have a very special talent or a very special thing you're doing here. Let's yeah. talk about that special thing. Cesar, the no drama llama. So he is here at the uh, uh, con, you know, expo and having a fantastic time. So let me ask you, how did... How did you make this thing happen? Like, how did you make a no drama llama? So he's eight years old, and at two years old, I noticed that he was just as calm as could be, which is not a normal llama. This isn't that your normal llama's like. So that's where you got the name Cesar, the no drama llama. And now you have a you have a pretty good mission with this, right? Like you're trying to do big things with this. Tell me about that. The therapy llama. We go into schools and nursing homes every week. We've been in over 300 nursing homes and 200 schools. So his mission is to make people smile bring joy to people's lives. Uh, you know, there's times when people just need this calm, this, you know. Yeah, you know, and it, I, I, you know, I, I was kind of going through a stressful period of my life, and when I hugged, you know, Caesar, it really kind of made that go away. It did. You know, I've had people come up to him. They're having the worst days of their life. Something happened. Somebody in their family died. Maybe they got fired, whatever. They'll hug him, and they just melt. Yeah. You just see the tension go out of their body, and the stress level drops. And you know, but but it takes a, an animal type thing to do this. I really can't do it. You probably can't do it as much. This is what people need in life sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's just it's also, and I, what I think is really beautiful about uh, you know this llama is that I feel like when I looked at him, I felt like he saw me for me. Yeah. And that is something that you miss sometimes with your human connection. He does. He actually brings it. He it concentrates on people. So he gives them your, your whole attention, you know, type thing. He's not flighty. He's, he's got a niche right now. <laughs> uh, but he's never been mad in his life. He gets tired, but he never has been ever upset, never spit, you know. Uh, he, just, he just brings that joy that we need. I love that. And, and in today's world, whatever we can do to reduce that stress, oh, yeah. reduce that drama. Well, and the thing is, you know, we just all came out of two years of COVID. You know, now we need something right now in our lives to bring that joy back. Absolutely. Now, you also, there's a, there's a children's book, right? Yeah, the children's book. It's called Cesar the No Drama Llama, uh, and it's written by a, a good friend of ours, B. Dugan, uh, wrote the book about uh, Cesar. She signs the book, and uh, Cesar actually signs the book. Really? With his own footprint. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. We have to get one of those before yeah. we leave. Yeah. Now, the one last thing. Is there social media for Cesar? Oh, yeah. So Cesar has 40,000 followers on social media. So he's been on TV all over the world. We were on Kelly Clarkson's show. She fell in love with him. We were on the Today Show. We were in People Magazine. We were on CNN, New York Times. The BBC sent a film crew from England to, to our farm to, to visit with him. 
Wow. And where can our audience uh, find him on social media? This is, I'm going to give you this copy. Awesome. Okay. The No Drama Llama. Uh, that's his email, his Facebook, uh, his Twitter, uh, Instagram. Oh my, yeah. oh my, Larry, and also you have the coolest last name. <laughs> that served me well, McCool's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Served me. I appreciate it. Larry, thank you so much for your time, and oh, thank man, you for the mission man. you're doing. Thank, thank you. so much for inviting us to be part of your show. Seriously, yes. Thank you. It, it's, honestly, you're, you're the gift in this, all this. Because spreading positivity is what we need to do more often. So. Yeah. And you've got a chance, I know you've been around, to witness the reaction people have. And they will spot him from halfway across the room. And immediately they'll, they'll light up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Larry. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. All right, everybody, we're back. What a great couple of interviews we just had. Uh, very fun stuff. Uh, Mike, how are you? And you have something to read to me, apparently. <laughs> well, I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you? You know, <laughs> after talking, after after talking to the llama wizard, wizard, <laughs> uh, it really kind of relaxed me, man. You feel relaxed. I mean, how could you not? He has a calming energy, yeah? I mean, yeah, but how can you not feel relaxed talking to a man who spends his life raising a lizard? Or, uh, <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> spends his life raising a llama whose full intention and purpose is to help people take stress away from their lives. It's hard to hate on that. I mean, no, you can't hate on it. And I feel like you just telling me that makes me also feel calm it should yeah. it should now you have a little book in your hand i've calmed down <laughs> yes um so this is another one of our uh, well not neighbors but they're in the same aisle as us here in author alley i guess yes because we're authors because <laughs> apparently we're authors <laughs> <clears throat> this is from uh jason bond jason bond jason bond jason bond so, so not the bond well, he is the Bond. He's the Jason Bond. Oh, you're right. Good point. Good point. And he has a book called Hammerhead. Okay. And so what they do at their booth is they stop you and say, I'll, I will trade you a sticker for something. And so they hand you a sticker, and then you have to give them something. I mean, of course, I have lots of stickers, so I give them back a sticker. But sometimes people give them treats, stuffed animals, a joke, whatever. Right. And because I gave him such a cool sticker, they gave me this little mini book of, uh, it's like an excerpt from his, someone, they're screaming for me over there, sorry. <laughs> um, they, it's like a little excerpt f f uh, of his book, and I wanted to read it live on tape. Oh, <laughs> live on tape, okay. Uh, well, without further ado, here is Mike reading Hammerhead. Jerry Holt tears apart decommissioned ships that have crash-landed in the Nevada desert. He's a shipbreaker, no one of consequence, just as he wants it. However, decades after his role in the world mattered, someone is trying to kill him. <laughs> Searching for a reason, he tears into the bridge of a derelict Kappa-class freighter and finds corpses. As he stands on the bridge considering how to stay alive, a hand grips his leg. <laughs> wow. Are you compelled to read this I book? I am compelled. Let me catch you real fast. Yeah. Hammerhead. Uh, Hammerhead. So this little book is pretty cute. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really little. Uh, but I want to try it in a special accent if that's okay. <laughs> All right. Now your turn. Go. All right. Come with me, frog. <laughs> <laughs> come with me, frog. No. Uh, 
Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Holt. There's a part. Decommissioned ships that have been crash landed in the, in the Nevada desert. <laughs> Nevada. He's a shipbreaker. No one of consequence. Just as he wants it. However, decades after his role in the world, in the world that mattered, someone is trying to kill him. <laughs> Searching for a reason, he tears into the bridge of the, the dear, of the dear, I don't know how to say that word, but dear Electus Kappa class ferry fighter <laughs> and finds corpses. That's one of them their big city words you trying to say, uh, trying to confuse me. Uh, oh, I say, uh, oh, I hear that. <laughs> As he stands off the bridge, considering how to stay alive, a hand done grips his leg, and that's it. <laughs> that's all she wrote. There you go, Mike. That's a hell of a cliffhanger. <laughs> what, what, what just what, happened? <laughs> what hand gripped his leg? You can only find out if you go to Hammerhead something, I'm sure. Uh, Jason-Bond.com. And please know, as I read that in my accent, I love the South. He loves Southern people. He does not... Uh, discriminating them in any way. No, I love Southern people. I love Southern yeah. people. I love Southern food. And I wanted to gift you this bookmark uh, assigned by Jason Bond himself. <laughs> well, boy, howdy. <laughs> what you, what, describe what you see on there, on the, uh, on the bookmark. Well, the back side, it says, Hammerhead Insurrection. Oh, Insurrection. <laughs> on the top side, it says, Hammerhead Insurrection, signed in gold. Bond. What's really cool is it looks like a little spaceship, I think. I think it's a spaceship. I think so. And it's then, hard to tell. Yeah, and then it's like a little, a little mountain, almost just like a finger with a number one. <laughs> Can you see that? I'm confused by that artwork. I don't know. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Yeah. It's a good bookmark. You can always use a bookmark. It's, yeah, it's got plastic coating. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm glad I read that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have some guests at the table. Uh, we'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm back on the scene. Everybody knows me, and I'm looking real mean. I'm not keeping behind the booth clean because I'm spilling other things and I'm spilling the beans. You want to talk to me? You better go the other way. Don't talk to me. I got nothing to say. I'm out the dough, and you're out the day. Everybody say, fuck it. Everybody, uh, that sweet rhyme session you just heard was from our man, Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch. Give it up to Cap. Yeah, that was me on the ones and twos. Well, just the ones. I'm just the one. Just the one. Uh, we're hanging out uh, on the floor again. We might be getting a caricature. Caricature. Yes, might be getting one of those possibly uh, if there's time and availability. If not, no worries. Uh, our, our good old pal, the No Llama Drama, is getting a... Yeah, there's a character of the No Llama Drama, which you've heard and seen about on our network. I, what I want to see is a character of the wizard. <laughs> Llama Wizard. <laughs> Llama Wizard is probably the highlight of the show. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if we have a good picture of the Llama Wizard, but if we do, he should be on the flyer. I get a picture of him. <laughs> he, I, I feel like he's just Llama Shaman, maybe, too. Ooh, Llama Shaman. Yeah, Llama Shaman. I love that. Uh, all right. Uh, so, kind of like, it's kind of, the day's coming to an end. We're almost about the last hour or two. Uh, you know, I think we had some fun moments. Uh, I think we had more fun than we did interviews, but that's okay. Sometimes it has to be that way. As long as we're having fun. Yeah. But I say medium fun, if you ask me. Yeah, it's been pretty medium. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll find something on the floor somewhere and eat it. 
<laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. All right. Well, let's go uh, figure out our plan, or do you have something to say right now? No. Uh, so, yeah, this is sketched characters, characters, and we're going to see if they can do us while we... We'll be recording a podcast while we're getting our characters drawn for the podcast. Wow. Very meta. First, exactly. <laughs> and then maybe we'll do something with that. I don't know. We'll see, right? I'll, I'll definitely do something. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Are we good? All right. So it looks like we're going to get our character drawn. And we're at Sketch Characters and with artist... Kelly O'Brien. Kelly O'Brien. Kelly, have you ever drawn a character of people while they're recording a podcast live at the same time? This is the first time in my life. Is this live? Well, well live. Oh, okay. I mean, I was like, what? it's live that we're recording it, but it'll come out next week. No, this is my the first time in my whole life. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, yeah? It's so exciting. All right, so we're going to sit down and we're going to do our stupid narrative and then... Um, We'll probably use this for uh, one of our podcast promotion things. Cool. That, that sounds great. Okay. All right. We're doing it. We're going in. And we're just going to do, I think we're just going to do black and white face. Black and white face. Sounds great. She's, she's gathering the likings of us, I, I, I feel. She's cleaning her airbrush. So it's airbrush, which is fun, right? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, so air, airbrush or airbrushing, airbrushing, right? It's an airbrush. It's like an old, uh, old, not old, but like a classic, like art style, right? I would say, like, I remember the '90s that being so big. You know, uh, you get your airbrush shirts, and it would say like, "Yo, yo, titties." I don't know, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember I had an airbrush shirt of uh, my old comic book character, character Gunja Rabbit. You had an airbrush shirt of that character. Yes, so I and I wore it to school at, at high school. You made Ganja Rabbit in high school. I didn't know that. Yeah, I made <laughs> I made Ganja Rabbit when I was in high school. You didn't even smoke weed, I thought. Well, I kind of did, and then I smoked bad weed, and then it ha I had a bad reaction, and and then I went into convulsions. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, you know it's funny. My my memory of airbrushes this is that when I was uh, young, I, I actually really wanted my own airbrush set, like straight up, so I could draw, and you know whatever. But I, I always wanted to be creative, Mike, or artistic, but I never had the ability, you know. And so I remember very much doing uh, asking somebody for that for Christmas and I got this airbrush set and uh, it was fun for like two days but then it broke because it was like a $50 you know like set does that make sense <laughs> wait you brought you got it and then it broke yeah because the compressing gave out because it was always like a little baby compressor you know what I mean well, it sounds like it was that someone gave you a cheap gift yeah it was from Kraft remember Kraft crayons <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bet you won't. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited we're doing this. I think every time we do these, she's looking at me, and it's funny because I feel like she's looking at me like, oh, man, he's got a fat face. <laughs> she definitely was thinking of that yeah, fat at, face. Look at, look at your fat face. <laughs> look at that mole. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. When, so I used to draw people as zombie characters oh, for many right. years right. when I was doing a Zombie Chicks comic book. And so, yeah. Um, our artist. What's that? Sorry, I heard you did zombie caricatures. I did. At, at 
What kind of conventions? At all the conventions. All of them? Who'd you work with? By yourself? I'm by myself. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by myself. Um, but so that's what you do, though, is you take the little, the small little subtle things that are people's features and you embellish them a bit. And that's what really brings the... I'm, I'm revealing secrets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but didn't you make them look dead? <laughs> that's what made it easier was yeah. because you could just throw them all messed up and holes in their cheeks and decaying teeth and face. And it didn't matter if it didn't really look 100% like them because it was... you. I could escape with the zombie dead stuff. Right, right. What's interesting is that I've never gotten a zombie character from you. Like even when I was when I was a kid, well, you never paid for it. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay. I mean, I bought everything else, but whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, well, maybe that's something you should do for me one day. My birthday is coming up. Is that what you want for your birthday? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, I would like that. That'd be a nice, cute little touch. A zombie character. A zombie character with me and zombie mango and zombie cashew. So it's a family portrait. One of the things I want to point out is how cool our artists. Her earrings are so dope. Uh, you know, as we're waiting and doing this, I want to bring up another game real fast. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's bring up Truth Commissioner again. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. Talking about aliens, right? What if, what if, what if you had the choice, right? Like you could tell the truth to everybody about the truth about what is under the Vatican or the truth of what's in the secret tunnels of the White House. Ooh. You have to be the one, and you have to be the one to break that news. So remember, what we believe under the Vatican could be one of the craziest. It could be Satan himself could be there. The secrets of whether or not there is a definitive God. Jesus is Christ foreskin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And remember, there's even rumored that it has the world's largest consistent porn collection. Yeah, I'm going for that. I feel like whatever's in the White House is not anywhere as near interesting as that. What is the White House going to have? The bullet that killed JFK and the documents that Nixon had at Watergate? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably more important, so I would go with that one instead. You go with the White House. Yeah, hell yeah. Because think about what the tunnels... We don't know what's in those tunnels. We don't, if they exist. But we do know one thing, that allegedly if they do exist, that's how JFK... Um, got Marilyn Monroe to go around not go around but you well that too I guess but you know what I mean like uh, travel securely without getting noticed but they use that for other things possibly transportation of certain people that shouldn't be in our neck of the woods yeah but I don't know isn't it more fun to know like what Jesus Christ foreskin looks like <laughs> isn't it I don't know if it's more fun, but I'd say that's fun. I, mean, I'll say this: I think if we could figure out what what not, not what the foreskin is, but <laughs> but if we could figure out what was there. And, but the thing is, remember, you're the commissioner, so when you reveal that, you're going to reveal secrets that. What if there is no 100% Lord, and you just reveal that? So you're responsible for that now. I'm okay with taking that responsibility. Yeah, but like that can be devastating. Government's literally built on that. In some specs. I, I would hope that it would do that. Really? Wow. I'm ready for some change. Wow. Wow. Mike. I don't even know what to say right now. Like, that's intense. But I would still go with the White House. <laughs> 100% I would go with the White House. 
Well, I would just say this. If, if. <laughs> oh, look who's there. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we had just uh, Joe Waz. He's been on the show before. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we just had Joe Waz, who is a famous cartoonist, a gra- Grammy. Emmy. Emmy. Emmy I, I, I knew it was an Emmy. I just seen if you knew. Yes. Uh, Emmy winner of his children's show. And uh, we had him on FedEx Expo NOLA last year, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he just walked up to tell our artist had a great line work, great just overall, and it looks great so far. So. Yeah, he was complimenting. I don't know about the... That face she was just making when she looked at me. I'm I'm worried <laughs> what, what I'm gonna look like over there. What do I look like? I like the focus of her. She looks at you with such intent. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, God, I gotta draw this fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at that guy's fat face. <laughs> How do I get those curves to go over? Here? I remember you know when I would draw characters of people, often find myself making the face that. I'm trying to draw because it like kind of helps. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> yeah. That's actually great too because it creates an experience for the user looking right. Like, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. So uh, our artist uh, looks like her Instagram is Comics, so that's cool. Uh, follow her. Uh, At K O M A K E S. Yes, yes. So all our listeners, go out there and follow her. Uh, we would appreciate that. She would appreciate that. And, of course, support artists, support local artists, support the local community, support up-and-coming artists, support it all. Support, support, support. <laughs> I always like to do fake scenarios with myself, so it's like... <laughs> Let's create a scenario. All right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I am going to the bar, and I'm meeting my, fow- my pal, uh, Southern Mike. <clears throat> here we go. Ready? Southern Mike. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, door opens. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, what's up, Southern Mike? How are you? Well, I say uh, uh, hello there, uh, 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 Southern Uncle Dad. <laughs> oh, uh, <clears throat> I, well, the original plan I had was that I was just going to do both characters. <laughs> oh, okay, let's try that. Let's start over. Okay, okay. Uh, reset. Reset. All right, all right, door open. People are still listening, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. People around us are not because Chew- Chewie's over here right now. Chewbacca's next to us, so... How can you not want to see Chewbacca, right? Yeah, I heard his mating mating sound. Yes, very much so. So anyways, here we go. Here comes my little 15-second 15, 15 scene. Here we go. <clears throat> Walking. Pull up the, pull up the, uh, pull up the uh, chair. Sit down. Uh, hey, I'll take a... Oh, hey, Southern Mike, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, hey there, Uncle Dad. I didn't realize you were coming so early. I mean, I've, I cannot wait to have a beautiful drink with you. Maybe some scotch and some bourbon. What you think, boy? <laughs> well, Southern Mike, I don't appreciate you calling me boy, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: I am very excited for some shots. What do you think? <laughs> I'll tell you this: I'll take, I'll take two shots of that moonshine. You know, I, I think one of my favorite things in the world is two things, man: NASCAR moonshine. Is that right? You know, uh, you know, Southern Mike. What I love about you, man, is you're always authentically yourself, and that's it. <laughs> oh man, you gonna make me blush. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, all right. Can I get two moonshine shots and then uh, and then I'd say, oh, can you put the, the Daytona 500s happening right now? <laughs> oh, don't get me started about this Daytona 500. You don't tell me that we don't got no good racers no more. What, Joey Logano? He ain't nothing. He ain't no racer. And that's how I feel. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you had that in you. What do you mean? I'm, I am. What's that? Shade. She's going to put some shade. 
Yeah, she's gonna. Be. I didn't know you had uh, it in you to to do all you know both sides of the characters like that. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed, and you kept it going, and you were making me laugh. So you you're doing great. <laughs> I don't know if that's really true. Like I I, I feel like you're joking with me right now. <laughs> I know I'm being 100% serious. I am seriously being serious. Okay, well, yeah, no. So like one of the things I love, I actually do like acting, believe it or not, and I do like voice acting. And if I had the ability to do it more often, I just don't trust myself. That's the issue. I feel like the problem is I don't have a, you know, and the listeners, you can tell me. You can email me at Uncle Dad Talks or Uncle Dad at UncleDadTalks.com. I don't feel like I have an acting voice, but I've been told that I can do certain things with my voice. Now, I can't make a lot of accents. I can do this other one pretty well. I know that. Uh, I can do a little bit of cover the frog, um, but I can't do too much, you know. But I like the idea of creating audio dramas and stuff. And so, Mike, you know, I'll just say this. One day we're going to put ourselves in a situation that's going to change the game of our podcast. I think you just did that right now. I think once this episode airs, uh, people are going to hear your hear your talents, and you're going to get hired as a voice actor. And you are going to be sitting next to the people over there. I mean, I would love to be like a side, like, you know, um, what is it? Uh, our pal Mike Vaughn does a lot of uh, what's called loop group stuff. And actually, shout out to Mike Vaughn, a uh, great gentleman as always. And... Um, I think it would be amazing if I could uh, do like stuff like that. Like you know, I like making grunting signs, sounds. So like, imagine if I got to just do like. <laughs> so there's voice actors that just do those type of sounds. Yeah. So Mike's part of that kind of group that just does like the side stuff, or like let's say there's cheering in a crowd, right? You, he'll be just a, literally a random voice actor doing, oh yes, you know, like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, are you being serious? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew that. I was just pretending for the audio for the radio. <laughs> yeah, so like there is that thing where it's like you can create these tales, uh, and you can don't have to be the lead actor. And I don't want to be a lead actor, but I know that side acting work is pretty consistent sometimes, or usually it's pretty consistent. So you can just be like you know, fan number one, like <clears throat> you know, I, I would probably be southern fan number one. <laughs> Oh my God, Dale Earnhardt! <laughs> okay, can I please get an autograph? Yeah. Okay, that that's clearly good enough for uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you thought that. I'm glad that you're not the casting director and you told me that it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna see what I can do to get you some work. I would really. That'd be awesome. Like, I would love to do some uh, voice acting work. I could even do like a. I always want to do like a radio DJ. I could do something like that. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, everyone, you're listening to 108, 108 2.3. The fire. All right, I'll do my radio, morning radio voice. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We're listening to WNBC. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But I like more of like the like the, the sexier radio hours. So it's like you're listening to the storm. Oh, like the like the late night bass stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you're now tuned in to 101.5. Slow jams yeah, right. with the bass. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then you're like, uh, you know, come tell, come tell your love story by calling on the phone number at one eight hundred two two six nine. Yes, and we're about to get okay, a right now. Okay, I think we're done. All right, we're gonna see it. Oh, <laughs> hell, oh my yes, God. that <laughs> is great. That is great. We're gonna post this on our uh, on our thing. Wow. All right.
Uncle Dad and Mike here. Mike, say hello. Hi, hello. So we are with, uh, I remember you, uh, you know, I don't know it very much in depth, but I want to learn, and I'm excited to learn about it. You are the Unipiper. Yes. Yes, so let's talk about what that is and what you did and all that greatness. Sure. Uh, so um, Portland here is where I call home, and uh, over the past 15, 16 years now, uh, I have been uh, roaming the streets of this city uh, on a unicycle and playing uh, flaming bagpipes dressed up as Darth Vader. And that like and it killed. <laughs> and that like blew up, right? Like that became an internet sensation. It, it did, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it took off. It went viral, and then uh, I got to perform on Jimmy Kimmel Live, um, and then it just went to a whole new level. Jimbo Kimball. Jimbo Kimball. You got this, yeah, yeah, right on. Wow. How did how did you? What was the journey to get on uh, Jimmy Kimmel? How'd that work? Uh, it was really easy. Um, I got a phone call one day, and they're like, "Hey, we're the producers of uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. What are you doing next week? You want to come down and be on the show?" Case and, closed. Uh, yeah, they had a segment called "Can They Do It Live," where they find internet acts that do something weird and wacky, and then they bring them and see if they can do it on stage in person. Wow. So wow. now. That's not an easy task to do, the unicycle, right? right. So how long have you been unic unicycling? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing the, the bagpipes and the unicycle for about the same amount of time. Uh, I was learning to play the bagpipes because I saw a, a flyer in college that said free bagpipe lessons. Um, I was like, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, nice. uh, and then I found a unicycle in a dumpster and uh, taught myself to ride. And uh, I just never gave up. So wow. it was all free. <laughs> yes, exactly. Free, free, exactly. Yes. I've built this from nothing. Free. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> free is the key. I yes. love it, man. Yep. Now, obviously, you're a big Star Wars fan, too. Yes. 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 So what is your favorite and least favorite Star Wars film? Movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, favorite? Uh, I, I, you can say I'm a traditionalist. Uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, is, is my favorite Star Wars film. Okay. Um, least favorite would have to be uh, The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I, that's right. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can totally hear that. Uh, yeah, my, my, another question for me I have for you is, like, when you do this, when you did this, right, I'm assuming you just did it for fun. Right? Yes, and yes, then, absolutely. And then when it became when it became, do you feel like you have to keep doing it to keep the legacy on? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely feel a sense of responsibility to the city of Portland um, for, for allowing me to do this and be somewhat successful at it. Um, and like I've literally had people tell me like I saw your video and then I decided I needed to move to Portland like wow wow that you know I, I there's a responsibility there like I want to make sure Portland stays this cool place that um, uh, people think that it is so you're the reason all the people are moving to Portland <laughs> from California. So I, right yeah. yes it's so your I, fault. I, you I'm the it. reason Portland yeah <laughs> you did it <laughs> yeah so uh, where can uh, our audience learn more about you and connect with you in any way sure uh, I'm on all the social medias at uh, the Unipiper and uh, my website uh, is uh, unipiper.com and feel free to shoot me a message if you want that's yeah. incredible he made an empire <laughs> he's in the empire no business. No one intended yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a good one. Mike, any, any last words? I was just going to say, he's in the empire business. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been great talking to you. Awesome. Yeah. Are we good? Am I recording? Okay, so I'm climbing this wall thing. And if I get to the top, there's $100. Oh, it's already getting tricky. Well, see, the thing I'm worried about is how to get down. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I don't think I do. I am athletic. <laughs> no, it's not happening. I don't think it's happening. Ooh, no, it's not, it's not. This is so hard. This is so hard. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's too much. No. 
different one, dude. He wanted to do medium. I wanted to try. Let's put you over there, dude. Well, now I'm going to do this. <laughs> that thing is crazy. All right, well, okay, so I tried to climb. Now I'm climbing medium, and it's very, now it's very easy. But I tried to climb the one for $100, and I got halfway, and it was terrifying. And so now I'm climbing, and I'm getting there. I'm almost to the bell. I don't know, I'm like, how high am I? Hi. I rang the bell. Just jump. I'm nervous to jump. Oh, okay. All right, hello and welcome here. We are with Materia Records. Is that how you would say it? Well, how would you say it? Um, so Materia actually has a lot of different parts of the company. Uh, it's Materia Collective mainly, Materia Music, Materia Publishing, Materia Editions, uh, and Materia Store. <laughs> okay, so you're just jack of all trades. Yes. I love it. And you are, just talk about who you are and what you do for the brand. Um, I am Jen. I'm the warehouse manager. Um, I am also now in charge of events. Um, I've been with Materia for about two and a half years now. Um, we sell video game music. We produce video game music. We create video game music remixes. Um, and we sell a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I want to talk about like your guys' video game remixes and, and you know all that stuff. How does that process work? Do you guys just pick a random game, kind of go with that, or do you guys go with your passions first and then start building around it? How does that work? It's a little bit of both. Um, our our label manager for Kiraga and Faraga Records, that's two of our sub-labels, um, he, he runs both of those labels. His name is Rob, he's amazing. Um, he, Kiraga is our lo-fi label, and Faraga is our EDM dance music label. So basically, when he decides that he wants to do something, he will do it. He's like, hey, let's make a lo-fi album of Yoshi songs. And he will figure out what songs he wants to do, we'll get licensing permission from whoever owns it, Nintendo in this case, and uh, then he will get the stems, create the songs, release it. Um, he has a bunch of artists on our roster that he picks and decides like who wants to do what. Some times artists will just come to us with uh, games that they want to do, and we'll make it happen. Um, it's a lot more records. Records is the main thing that we sell, and that's what our brand is known for. But we've been selling cassette tapes for about a year now, I think and we can churn them out much faster, so it's a lot easier to get them in people's hands. Um, cassettes take us maybe a month or two to get, um, from once the music is finished, to submitting it to the label, to getting it completely recorded and everything. It, it does not take long at all. Vinyl pressing plants take six months to eight months to nine months to two years. Yeah, I guess there's like some shortage with, with mm -hmm. the, the materials they need to make the record now, right? Like, yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah, there's a, like a big PVC shortage, <laughs> yeah. apparently. And then there's crashing trains with you yeah. know, a bunch of plastic stuff going in the air, so there's that too, right? Yeah, that, no. that doesn't help. No. <laughs> now, uh, can we talk about some of the projects you've done so far? Uh, what has been your favorite release that you guys have done? Oh, man. Um, so far... In the last six months, my favorite lo-fi albums that have come out have been Lo-Fi Zelda, nice. Lo-Fi Super Mario 64, Lo-Fi Sonic, and Lo-Fi Donkey Kong Country 2. That's cool. That sounds like a fun time, Mike. What do you think? There are times where I just need some lo-fi 
vibes. Yeah. And then you love those games, right? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't game anymore, but he was a gamer, you know? Yeah, during all the names that you just mentioned, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only games he knows. So he's like, all right, I got that, cool. Uh, so where can our audience uh, purchase, uh, connect with you guys, all that good stuff? Uh, you can find us online. Our online store is materia.store. So it's really easy to find. There's if you terp, if you type in Materia Store anywhere, you'll be able to find us. Awesome. We have a huge selection on our website. We're doing everything we can to become the place to come for video game music. Do you do it? Is there any streaming at all too, or is it just the hard copy stuff that you have? Um, we have stuff on Spotify. We have stuff on all the streaming services. We have a YouTube, YouTube channels for all of our stuff. So. We're, we're everywhere. And then social media is the same too? Yep, social media is the same. You can find us at Materia Store, Materia Music, Materia Collective. Awesome. We've awesome. got everything. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen, really. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really love the fact that you were bridging the gap between music, creativity, and, you know, just gaming. And it's so exciting to see that there's, because there's other members who do this, right? Other members of the world. And honestly, I think you, you guys doing the lo-fi remixes, I think that's huge. That's such a for me very different so very excited yeah it's for the EDM stuff so where do you go where do people go party in Portland <laughs> we're actually based in Washington State so I'm not really sure about that um, where would you party in Washington then well I'm old I'm not much of a party anymore. <laughs> you're more than lo-fi now yeah yeah, yeah. lo-fi days lo-fi days okay. I love it thank you so much Jen absolute pleasure thank you yes. hi everybody Uncle Dad here Mike say hello hi hello Mike, uh, I'm very excited to speak to this guest because this is they're actually our neighbor and they're doing very well. And I'm very excited to, to share it to our audience, Matt Dinneman and his beautiful book. Am I, did I say that correctly? You said it correctly. Matt Dinneman rhymes with cinnamon. Yes, yes. Welcome, Matt. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? Very, very well. Uh, so let's talk about your book. Uh, you know, you kind of explained it to me interesting when I first met you. You used the term lit RPG. That's correct. Now, before you explain it, uh, uh, Mike, do you know what a lit RPG is? If it's lit, that means it's like very, it's popping and it's popular. <laughs> is that correct? That It is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's a hot RPG. There you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Can you explain to the audience what lit RPG is? Lit RPG is... It stands for liter literary role playing game, and they're not choose your own. It's a book. They're not liter um, choose your own adventure books, which is what the question I get asked most. They're basically books where people exist in worlds that tend to have video game or RPG rules. For example, like the most recent Jumanji movies, where you you have a level, your level one, you have a stat sheet, a character sheet that you can actually see as the person. Um, I read a series called Dungeon Crawler Carl, and he is, well, the book is about a guy that gets thrown into a death game show run by aliens. And he has to go through a dungeon, and he's stuck with his ex-girlfriend's cat. And Sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> well, it is a nightmare. I mean, it, is it your nightmare, a, too? It's, it's a horror novel. But, um, but he gets to see his own stats. As he knows he's level one, he knows he's level two. He needs to find spells, just like in Dungeons and Dragons. The cat gets magic missile almost immediately and <laughs> shooting everybody. Uh, and so that's the RPG part of it. It's that's and it's a whole genre of books that have become super super popular in the past five years. Yeah. So one I think Mike actually would know is uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's slightly, I would say. Right? That that's definitely adjacent. Yes. Um, 
He does have levels in Ready Player One, I believe. Yes, so yeah, yeah. I would I would consider it game lit is kind of an offshoot of lit RPG. Yeah. I would consider it game lit. I, I have to say that just because Mike doesn't, he, you know, he's not that hip. So I got to make sure he knows the hip ones. So is this the dynamic where you just make fun of Mike the whole time? <laughs> you picked up on it quickly. Yes, yeah. you did, Matt. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. It's not always about me making fun of him. Sometimes he, he brings me down too, you know? But <clears> that's what happens <throat> when you've been friends for <clears throat> 16 plus years, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that, but okay. <laughs> Let's keep this going, Matt. Uh, yeah, so, okay. These The series of books, You did you just release the new book? Or did you, how long, where were we So, book one actually started as a web serial right when the pandemic was starting, just before. And my job as an artist got kind of shit can can i say shit can you could say all the Christmas. okay and i released i ended up having to release it sooner than i was expecting i released it as a book in october of 2020 nice. that was book one book five came out last year in the middle of 2022 and the book six is going to come out pretty soon wow so you pumped out some books i'm trying Wow. Yeah, so so being your neighbor, we've got to see, I mean, sometimes you've got a line of people waiting. Some people are like, when's the next book? I'm, I'm writing it. It's coming out. I'm, I'll be finished writing in a couple months. Like, what what do you think was the, the turning point for you to, like, to just have this as a project to being as successful as it is for you? Well, so when it came out in October of 2020, it was a pretty successful web serial. And that, it was, I had millions of readers. But millions. I was I wasn't really making millions of views, not necessarily readers. Um, I wasn't making m that much money off of it. I had a Patreon, but it only had like like a hundred people on there. Um, and then I sold. I put it on Amazon, and I sold maybe a couple hundred copies. Uh, and then right around January of 2021, the second book came out, and at the same time, the audiobook for book one came out, and for whatever reason well it's not for whatever reason jeff hayes who does the audiobook is a superstar and the audiobook actually took off faster than the book did and it kind of catapulted the book itself up there and the audiobook up there and now you know several hundred thousand copies later it's, it's a, wow, that's know, great we're in 2023 well seriously congratulations to you like i mean that's the dream for a lot of people you know so I, I'm very, it, it's crazy it's wild i yeah. had a cosplayer from my book come up to me today and that's yeah Surreal, right? I think I yeah. saw that happening. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's wild. Good. Yeah, it's always good though. Like when you when you finally when you find your or you know your purpose, you go with that and you make that your true purpose of being why you're here and what you're doing. I feel like the universe kind of opens up to you when you do that. And and we talk about it all the time on the show. And it sounds like just talking with you, Matt, and this and, and seeing you work here next to us. That's what's happened for you too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I th it's always been my dream to be a writer ever since I was a little kid. I've been writing since I was a kid, and I, I was working as an artist for years and years. And that's, you know, that's a dream too. But I wasn't a very good artist. I was a commercial artist. I would design greeting cards, and I could barely draw without a tablet. Um, but it was working, and I was doing fairly well. But it wasn't. I was also selling out. I was drawing pictures of cats with mustaches and stuff like that Hell yeah. and because <laughs> that's what people want <laughs> exactly and no and i enjoy doing it and it's fun going to cons and selling you know shitty cat artwork but <laughs> what i really wanted to do was actually write about shitty cats instead of drawing them and that's 
You're a writer. Yeah, I'm You're a writer. writer. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. So before we wrap up, uh, where can our audience connect with you, learn about your books, all that good stuff? If you go to mattdiniman.com, M-A-T-T-D-I-N-N-I-M-A-N.com, well, I don't actually have a website, but mattdiniman.com does take you to my Amazon page. Okay. And you can find all my books, see all the bad reviews and all, you know, the good ones. And it's just springboard from there. You know? Okay. You have a social media too? You have a I, I have a Twitter, Matt Dinneman. Okay. I have a um, Facebook page. Uh, I, what else is there? I, Instagram? I do have an Instagram. It's mostly pictures of my dog, but it's an Instagram. People like dogs. People yeah. like dogs. Hell he yeah. loves dogs. I, I, love have, dogs. Well, I have four dogs. I showed you. I have a pug named Toby. Oh. I showed you a picture of him okay. earlier. I love it. I love it. Uh, Matt. Matt Dinneman, who loves cinnamon. Thank you so much. I don't really like cinnamon. I just tell people my name rhymes with cinnamon. Okay, well, jokes, yeah, on, jokes on me. I'm going <laughs> to sprinkle some cinnamon on my kneecap. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What an experience. What an event. What a great little section we just did. And the whole reason we did that was to do this this uh, character character caricature. What's, what's your hold up? I can't say it for everything. Caricature. 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 That's right. Uh, yeah, uh, with the wonderful comics. Uh, that's K O M A K E S. Please go check her out. Her stuff is so great. Uh, she did a great job. It's funny. It's silly. Uncle Dad's cheeks look way too big. And my, my nose looks way too big. Right. So, but that's part of part yeah. of that, right? I mean, my nose is way too big. It's a weird. I can't smell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So we are now wrapping up. It's all coming to an end. Uh, Mike, overall, Fan Expo Portland. What do you think? I I thought it was a great crowd. I thought uh, people are either really really nice or they're <laughs> really really rude. Yep. Yep. There's not a medium. There's not a medium here. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, based on the guests they had, which we got to meet, you know, like some Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox, and some of the other art, uh, voice actors, I feel like they pulled a great crowd and um, I feel like we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, we, we never have a problem having fun, but I mean, we had a lot of fun uh, making a good episode for people, I think. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. I think, uh, you know, getting to speak to people that I really like, you know, like a talking to Roger Clark talking to Nolan North that was huge for me because you know you, you gotta remember I spent a big time in my life at a major video game retail company and I sold their games you know when they came out so it was such a big thing like that was they were b- a big part of like me adulting you know yeah um, so that was exciting but I really enjoyed speaking to our neighbors of the author alley now obviously we weren't expected to be in the author alley but being here is great because we got to speak to, to Matt Denniman, who loves cinnamon. You know, that was great. Yeah. Uh, speaking to S.A. Bradley, you know, uh, speaking to Monster Kid Radio host, you know, like they all were great people. And those moments to me, I really enjoyed a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it's funny because a lot of the authors are also podcasters. You know? Yeah. And, and I think it, it all kind of, it all is in the same wheelhouse, you know, uh, uh, creativity, uh, speaking, writing, you know, illustrating. You're just being creative, and you're following your passion with that, and you know, I think that's why we're all kind of we get along the way we do. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think um, it makes a new point that I think it's time for us to think about publishing a book, my friend. <laughs> like a book, book or a com- a new comic book? Well, maybe a comic book first, like we do one collaboratively together, and then a book, book. A big book. A big book. 
The book of podcasting. The book about books. <laughs> the book about books. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's coming to an end. Uh, but before it does, a couple things. Number one, hey, you listening right now. Coming up March 17th, come on down to Clandestine Brewery. We're doing an Uncle Dad Beer Olympics. It's going to be a great time. You are invited. We've got special guests coming. Come come challenge us to some drinking games. See if you can out-drink the man, the myth, the legend, Mike. Because uh, Mike is the ultimate drinker. Who, me? <laughs> yes, you indeed. Uh, yeah, so come on down. In, if you are in the San Jose, California area, come on down to Clandestine Brewing on March 17th from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, all right. And also... You're listening. We hope you like it. There's a lot of content we're going to post online, and you can get free videos, free pictures, all that stuff, all of our shenanigans on Instagram if you just follow us uh, at, at uh, Instagram. Uh, Uncle, at, at Instagram. <laughs> sorry, sorry. On Instagram, at Uncle Dad Talks, one word. And, of course, so Baby Gabe has been getting on me about this. And Baby Gabe, I know you're listening right now, so you're going to love this. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars when you listen. We never do that, and we need to start doing that. So, Mike, tell them one more time what they need to do. They need to listen and rate yeah. five stars on all platforms. All platforms, please. Because if you help us, we help you bring you more great, fun content. You help us, we help you win. Win. And then we get your money. <laughs> get your money. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, thank you to everyone who's listening. And, and if you take the moment to, to rate us... It helps us out, and it fulfills our worth as humans doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Now, without further ado, Mike, do you have any last words? I probably do, but I probably shouldn't. But (laughs) it's been great, Portland, and we'll see you. I'll I'll do you. (laughs) We'll see you all next week. Bye. (laughs)